Christiane and I are battling today. Yeah, you guys are not getting along. No. Good for me, not for you. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Okay. Let's, let's do this. To kick it off, we have a deciduous tree that is 15 to 30 foot tall, 20 to 30 foot wide. Tom, do you need that again? No, I got Since it. you got I your got pen it. out now? It's native to the upper two-thirds of the eastern United States, especially Midwestern states. And the wetland indicator status is there isn't one. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, all right. You Do you have a question? Yeah. Uh, do you well, want to go first? I'm going to ask, um, does it have a noticeable flower? And if it does, what color is it? It does. And it is pink that fade to white with age. Okay. You know, I, I have something in mind, but I don't know if this has. Oh, no, nah, that doesn't really fit. I, I don't know. I had an idea. Um, all right. Uh, does it fruit? It does. All right. <laughs> ah. Come on, give us what the fruit is. <laughs> in what way? Well, what, that might be is, the name of the the tree. Uh, uh, you okay, uh, what what? Col- I, what I color? think Christiane's right here. Uh, <laughs> meh. Not even like a color of the fruit. You didn't ask for that. You asked, "Does well, it fruit?" Yes. That's why I asked my. my now you know why we're now you, like two parts. Yeah. Now you um, know why we're battling. Yeah. All right. Um, I really don't know. I want to. I want to say Cornus Florida, but that's more of a white flower. Although there are some that are pink. But that's a facultative upland, so it, yeah. it does have a wetland indicator status. Yeah. Um, See, I don't know those by heart. Uh, you know, I originally I was thinking service berry, but I I believe that has a wetland indicator status mm-hmm. also. Yeah. I, um, well, I think you stumped us. Well, I, I I have to say something. Yeah, you, well, I already for, said something, and I know it's right. wrong, but I'm saying. All right, it. I, I'm I'm gonna say service berry. Nope, we have sweet crab apple. I'm not happy. <laughs> I am. You're listening to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to a new week of A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm a grownless Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and we're joined by... Christian, Our producer who just managed to stump Tom and I to start yeah. the week. And Fran was like literally groaning about it. I, I was. He, he got the paper <laughs> with the, the name of the plant and went... Uh, <laughs> except a couple octaves higher than that yeah, I, I, yeah a little higher <laughs> so today's plant is malus coronaria which is sweet crab apple it's also called garland crab or american crab um 
as Christian mentioned, it is 15 to 30 foot tall, 20 to 30 foot wide, with no wetland indicator status uh, native to the upper two-thirds of the eastern United States, especially in Midwestern states. Not something we think about. Not something uh, we really clear, see. Yeah, clearly. It's, see um, it's a plant I'm somewhat familiar with, but I wouldn't say I know it. It's uh, it, I don't even know if I've really seen one that I know was one of the native ones in the wild. You know, it's it's tough because we do tend to see non-native mm-hmm. crab apples uh, in the wild. Not saying that they're necessarily invasive, but they they do tend to to introduce themselves a little bit. So I don't know that I would be able to pick out a, a native uh, crab apple if, mm-hmm. if I saw it. So yep. um, would you be able to, Christine? Not in the slightest. All right. So but you did. Yes, you did a good job of putting together a list of facts for us to to describe what these native crab apples look like and yeah. why they what i'm most interested in is how they got named crab apples because that's a little weird name it, <laughs> so, it is it, it um, totally is but like we said 15 to 30 feet tall 20 30 feet wide uh no wetland indicator status which was where i got held up because i knew mine was wrong because of that i i knew once i knew there was no wetland indicator status i knew that i more than likely didn't know what the plant was yeah um but it is a deciduous tree it is in the rosiaceae family the rose family uh, it does have alternate – it is alternate branching or mm-hmm. alternate leaves. Alternate alternate leaves. Alternate leaves, which are ovate yellow-green leaves that are coarsely toothed and often shallowly cleft. Undersurface is pale green, and the bark is variable, but it's often reddish-gray-brown, rough-textured, and covered with longitudinal scales uh, with reddish gray smooth stems uh, and thorns can occur on the larger branches. So that yeah. to me, that's pretty ter- stereotypical of most malice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thorns, I thought, was pretty interesting. Yeah, and and another thing that makes this tree distinguishable is that it has a really short trunk, and then the the branches and heads spread pretty wide, yeah. pretty quickly. You aren't going to have like a really long trunk like you think of with some other trees like more stately trees i guess more than likely the tree is going to be wider than it is tall yeah exactly so and then uh and it has uh, christian how do you pronounce this word i think it's kimes kimes yeah c-y-m-e-s i am known for my poor pronunciation i'm going to go with kimes of two to six flowers appear from april to june uh april to june individual flowers consist of five pink petals that fade to white with age and that's one of the things that's more distinguishable about this plant is that it has the five Pink petals. Yeah, so there is fruit, as we've established, but if you <laughs> wanted to know know more about that fruit, it's fragrant and yellowish green or yellow at maturity, slightly juicy and sour tasting and appear from September to October. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not quite a full-size apple. It's more of like yeah. a, a smaller – Have you ever eaten a crab apple, friend? I've not. I have not either. I've only um, ever really uh, – there were there were crab apples like and and not to be confused some of the non-native crab apples have fruit but they're not necessarily like crab apples um Mm -hmm. growing up there were crab apple trees in my development none of which ever produced an edible fruit so interesting they smart when you get hit by them (laughs) i i I know that yeah so the fall color of this tree is going to be yellow i is it really that showy as a, a fall color uh, kind of tree? I it's typically like a like a muddled yellow, mm-hmm. like a spotty yellow. Um, it stands out, but it's it's not spectacular. Yeah. It's going to want to grow in full sun to part shade, um, and then 
one of my favorite things, I want to play a little bit of Name That Pathogen. <laughs> and uh, one of the diseases it's susceptible to, being that's in the, the apple, the malice family, yeah. is cedar, apple, rust, <laughs> which is something that if you're, <laughs> if, if you're going to plant it, you'd want to avoid planting it near cedars because the pathogen that goes back and forth between apple trees and cedar trees, and it can harm both. Um, it looks like the little alien life forms on the cedar trees. They're like red and gooey and they're about to show up, uh, about pretty soon, like in the spring. So you'll see those pretty quick. If you go to your nearest cedar tree, especially if you have apples nearby and you'll see an alien life form living on this tree and that's cedar apple rust. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And what it looks like on a cedar tree, which is not what we're talking about now. No, no. But you know, and like most malice, uh, tent caterpillar do tend to like, uh, forming their tents in in these trees. But it's a slow-growing, it's a short-lived tree. It does best in open, disturbed areas. It will come in pretty early, uh, and like we said, it's short-lived. Uh, growth can be restrained by a thick canopy because it doesn't get as tall. It is more, a little more understory or open open area, I should say, not necessarily understory. But uh, the one thing that I do love about it is that it does have pollinator, uh, good pollinator um yeah, it's, it's attracted to a lot of native bees in addition to honeybees, and then the flowers will be cross-pollinated by those bees, and in addition, longhorn beetles and other tongue bees. Um, some of the other vi- visitors to these flowers are going to be short tongue bees, butterflies, and skippers. Um, the caterpillars of the viceroy butterfly, red-spotted purple, tiger swallowtail, and striped hair streak feed on the leaves, and... I always like to talk about other wildlife as well. The cottontail rabbits will browse on the young saplings during the summer and gnaw on the bark of the older trees during the winter, which is something to also consider uh, those dastardly rabbits or wabbits, <laughs> should I say. Waskawee wabbits. Uh, and the fruit's also a great food source for birds, black bears, skunks, raccoon, rabbits, opossum, squirrels, and foxes. And the white-tailed deer also like to browse on the the twigs and the foliage. So it does a full spectrum of the food web. Mm-hmm. Like if you're looking, we always talk about that. Like how does it really matter in the food web? And and those are all really fantastic things out there. You yep. know, it also provides cover and nesting for birds and small mammals, provides nesting habitat and cover for yellow-breasted chat, song sparrows, orchard orioles, and other birds. And I'm a big boy, so I'm always interested in how to eat these things if it's all possible. So <laughs> all about uh, the food. Yeah. Traditionally, is used to make or make preserves and cider. You can make jellies. Um, they have a lot of natural pectin and acid, which makes them great for canning. And um, then the wood was used for handles of tools, uh, small small domestic articles. Uh, the bark would actually be used to make yellow dye, and could be used to treat gallstones, sore mouths, malaria, or tuberculosis. So. Oh, if a TB ever makes a big comeback, I'm planting some yeah. uh, native <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. native crab apples. And Fran, what would you use this as a substitute for? If you were going to plant, you want a native plant in your yard instead of a non-native, what would you use this for? Really easy. There are so many non-native malice, malice baccata uh, being one of them. And like we said, they like to vo- volunteer in. A lot of people – over time, it used to be more popular because it does get uh, – you know, you can see it get fire blight. It does get cedar apple rust. Some people have really moved away because it, it can be a, a little bit messier, but it has so much wildlife value. If you're thinking about a crab apple, stay away from the non-native ones. This is a great native mm. uh, uh, native species that provides to the food web. Yep. So you, if, if you want that small, 
we're really, especially in this area, you're limited to, to smaller flowering trees. This is one that's that's upland. You'll get that flower in the spring. You'll get the fruit, uh, and you'll you'll make the wildlife pretty happy. Yeah, awesome. So I, I we're lightning round. Lightning round. Yeah, Christiana's getting awfully happy. Like if she yeah. she you noticed it? She put herself up in the stats that she yes, stumped uh, us. <laughs> yeah, we we are we have a leaderboard going here. Yes. And- Christiane is uh, she's in the lead. Stumped us three times. Fran has gotten one. Yeah. Well, and now excuse me, she stumped us four four times. times. Fran has gotten one. I have gotten none, which is by heading into the lightning round. You have won three out of four. So Tom is Tom is doing well. All right, we're ready for this one. Let's see if I can redeem myself. (laughs) Okay. True false. The name sweet in the common name comes from the taste of the fruit. All right. True, false. A common way to temper the acidity of the fruit was to bury them over winter. Okay. True, false. This species is commonly used as rootstock for grafting apples. All right. True, false. It was the North American apple to be described. It was the first North American apple to be described scientifically by Linnaeus in Species Planetarum. All right. And then pick one. Which of the following insects do not commonly feed on sweet crab apple? Apple flea weevil, plum curse I did this to myself. Curcoleo, <laughs> <laughs> rose shafer, strawberry rootworm, or hemp borer. All right. All right. I'm I, feeling pretty good about this. I am one. also feeling confident. Um but we're going to find out. All right. Because <laughs> we were overconfident. Go ahead. First up, the name sweet does not come from the f- taste of the fruit. It comes from the flowers, so false. Awesome. All right. One for one. Next up, true, they did bury the fruit to temper the acidity. All right. Okay. Then true, uh, apple, crab apple is used to give apple trees regular I knew that. There are so many apples. different rootstocks are actually just listed by number. It's like rootstock yeah. three, two, one, five, six, one. You know, mm-hmm. for for grafting. Mm-hmm. Okay. True. Uh, it was the first North American apple to be described scientifically. All right. All right. And then this the- is well, friend. How many do you have right? <laughs> I'm four for four. I am also four for four. All right. Okay. This is for all the marbles. I love that it's a multiple choice. I do it'll too. Avoid us from going to a tiebreaker. That's true. <laughs> Maybe Christiane. Tell Here. us the answer. Which one did you each choose? I picked the strawberry one. I picked the hemp hemp borer, hemp All weevil. Right. All right. And which is it? It is the hemp borer. Oh. It does not commonly feed. Wow. Because boar, malice yeah. does get boar. Like, I, I know it's susceptible because I actually, one summer at Princeton Nursery, spent days with a pocket knife digging boar out of trunks of, mm-hmm. of malice. So I assumed wrong. Yeah. I wish I had a better reasoning. I just picked that one. I would love to have some story. It's like, oh, well, friend, when you've when you've been indulging in related products, are you turning the apples or are you trying to make something a, a little bit greasier? So, no, I, I I am I am interested in knowing the answer to this for Tom because of a conversation we had just prior to the start of recording this. Are you planting this in your yard? You were just saying that you, yeah, you ordered um, fruit trees. Um, yeah, we were talking. I just ordered a whole bunch of fruit trees. This was not one of them. Uh, you know, I just didn't even think about it. But I might. I don't know. I 
I'm indifferent. All right. It's not something that you have non-native trees that are better for fruit production than this. But I do like the idea of the heritage behind some of the the fruit production. So maybe I will just for that reason. Christiane, how about you? I don't want to clean up the mess. And with the child soon running around, I don't have time to. I'm I'm going to say no. And because of the size of it and the amount of shade that it casts, mm-hmm. you have to have a big area. Yeah. Otherwise, it's really it's really projecting a lot of shade. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with the mess if I had if I had acres. Yeah, I'm planting a bunch in the back yeah. of the property with without a problem, but given the size of my property, it would it would ruin a lot of the the open sun areas mm-hmm. that yeah. I've already established. Yep. So I'm going to say no, but it's another great uh, plant that Tom and I are now more familiar with, thanks oh, yeah. to Christiane. Uh, so look it up yourself. Learn a little bit more other than what we just told you. Maybe plant one in your own property. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for another episode, and until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey everyone, this is Fran and Tom, and we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.